Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion, Andy Groneman and friends, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, where we want you to get your grilling and chilling with the best barbecue on your block. I'm your host, Andy G, along with our man behind the scenes, executive producer T-Bone, and my co-host and barbecue expert, who in a recent poll of 100 listeners found out that we get smarter the more that they drink. That's right. Todd yes. Johns. Yes, yes that's, that's you. exactly right. <laughs> I, you might want to find different people for the poll, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you know... So hey, it's it's uh, getting to be fall, y'all. Yeah, like I'm, this yeah, is going to be some good barbecue weather coming up. It's American Royal weather coming up. Yeah. Fire pit times around the corner. The Jack's yeah, I'm coming. Excited. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the fall is going to be crazy. It's going to be great. Well, we're excited because we have a returning guest today, and since his last visit on the show, he's been out tearing it up on the KCBS barbecue circuit, but. In addition to becoming a world champion pitmaster, which he did, he won the KCBS World Invitational. Uh, he's got an amazing line of barbecue products under his brand, The Real Meat. Ma- under his brand, The Real Man Meat Barbecue. Aaron Stoffer will be joining us today. You can check out all his amazing products at therealmanmeatbbq.com and follow Aaron on social media at. at Man Meat Barbecue on Facebook or on Instagram, you can follow him at The Real Man Meat BBQ. And of course, in our fourth segment, we are going to be talking to Todd about the keys to grilling corn and all of the various options there, even if we don't have a corn roaster to do it with. Yeah, but if we had a corn roaster, <laughs> we would be rocking the corn. Yeah, if only we a, knew somebody. If only, if we, only knew. we knew somebody. Hmm. All right. That was a Holstein manufacturing. <laughs> That's right. Subliminal message. Send us a corn list. <laughs> okay, not so subliminal. All right, so uh, maybe we've got a corn question in Ask Andy. I don't know. Actually, t- pretty darn close. Well, then we should probably get to that. <laughs> Vegetable <And> of, oriented. <laughs> yeah. And of course, our Ask Andy segment is brought to you by Plowboy's Fin and Feather Seafood and Poultry Rub. Which you can get at All Things Barbecue over at atbbq.com. And I do like to always throw the shameless plug in there that you can get yourself a Barbecue Radio Network t shirt if we use your question on air. So send those questions through to our Facebook page, email T Bone directly through the website. You know, get out there. T Bone, what do you have for us? Okay, I, this is a good one. It made me think about some stuff I hadn't thought of before. Andy. I need some tips for grilling veggies, especially what to put on them. Sauce, rub, glaze. That's from Stephen in Ohio. I never even thought of putting rub on vegetables. Seasoning, oh, yes. Andy's got the answer to this question. Oh, the yes. answer. Yeah, I've got yeah the definitive answer. The well, definitive the answer is all three. But my favorite thing to do is to take my Smoke on Wheels barbecue marinade and take all my squashes, right? So zucchini, yellow squash, put those all in a bag, onions, big chunks of red onion, marinate that for a couple of hours. 
And then you can go over the top of that for me. And it really sounds like a commercial now, but I take take Plowboy's Yardbird Rub and I put that over the top of it. And you get amazing flavor off the grill with that. You get all that butter and garlic in there. But at the same time, you can do that. There's other other things you can do also. So glaze and rub 100%. I like to take carrots and I'll leave them whole. I'll get carrots and peel them. Sometimes you can, if you've got a, a nice peel on it, go ahead and leave it. If you like that, leave it. I'll peel them, brush them with a little bit of hot sauce. Pick your favorite hot sauce, Louisiana, Cholula, whatever you like. And then season those with just a little bit of salt, pepper, garlic. And then roll those on the cooker and let them start to blister up and get some color. And you can brush them again with that hot sauce and let them get a little bit more of that color and blistered up action going. And then I coat them with a nice, sweet and savory like soy and maple, soy, mirin and maple and grill that. And you just get this amazingly flavorful carrot that is sweet with a little heat. I mean, what what are your favorite yeah. veggies to do? So, uh, sriracha um, with doing this similar to what you're talking about and using sriracha is great. I'll tell you, not vegetable, but one of the very best prime ribs I ever had in my life used sriracha as a binder before the rub. Uh, it was amazingly good. Uh, my go-to with vegetables, I like to do a chili verde with smoked pork, pulled pork, yep. and I'll take all of my tomatillos, my onion, my garlic, all of my uh, serranos and poblanos, and I'll put those, uh, uh, coat them with a little oil and put them in a pan on like one of my big green eggs. Or if I've got the stick burner going and I've got some coals going, or if I've got a bed of coals in an egg, I'll take my peppers, like my poblanos, and throw them right on the coals and yeah. blister them right on the coals and then throw them in a bag and de-seed them and all that. So and let's talk about that for a second. So when, when you've got uh, that whole pepper, whether it's a poblano or even a green bell pepper or a red yeah, bell pepper. Yeah, or a red bell pepper. Uh, when you throw those right on the coals... That is not going to hurt that vegetable at all. It's going to really help get that exterior charred. And the skin on that vegetable is is going to char up. It's going to let some smoke in. It's going to let flavor in. But you're going to remove that skin before you use the pepper anyway. So you're going to get that thing. You can get them to where they're essentially just black all the way around. Mm-hmm. And that is perfectly fine. As soon as they come off of the coals after you've got them nice and, and charred up, you're going to toss them into a Ziploc bag or even a paper bag and seal that up and just leave them for a good five to 10 minutes. And what's going to happen is the steam that is inside that bag is going to start to steam that skin loose. And now you'll be able to really easily just peel off that dark skin, which is chewy and you don't really want to eat the skin anyway once you've grilled these things. So you're going to get this nice roasted pepper flesh that you can now use for a green chili, for so one anything. Of, yeah, one of the things I'll do that with for, I'll take red bell peppers and blister them up like that on the grill. And they do they do get some of that smoky char. I like when a little bit of that char makes its way through into my dish. But I'll do a red pepper chimichurri with that first. Uh, like put that on uh, some skirt steak or something like that. So a red pepper. Red pepper, yeah. Delicious. You've never shared that recipe. I know. I'll have to do that. I'll put it on Facebook. How about that? I'll I get, think you should do yeah. that. So go to the Facebook page and check out uh, Todd's recipe for a red pepper red, chimichurri because yep. that sounds pretty darn amazing. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, vegetables are great. Vegetables are great. Lots of fun on on the on the grill. But yeah, you can marinate them. the The smoke on wheels, like this, isn't a commercial, but it really is great. On like asparagus with that is one oh, of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do that with the asparagus too. And the key is you want to have some kind of oil, something with oil in it, or you want to brush them with oil. So because there's there's not natural fat inside. They're like there isn't a piece of meat or some other protein that you're using. Yeah, if you're going to use butter, mix it with some olive oil or mix it with grapeseed oil or something like that. Yeah, you're going to want to do that, and that will help get the, the the kind of finish that you want on on your vegetables. But you can definitely marinade, rub, glaze, all the above, and you can do it with all of your favorite vegetables. One other quick one that I like to do again with the marinade, I'll take a spaghetti squash and cut it into rings and then I grill those rings and the rings get that nice char and spaghetti squash. Once it gets soft, it turns into little essentially noodles and I'll peel all of that out and then I'm going to take some of that chimichurri that Todd's making and mix that in with them. Now, I usually would use a pesto, but that sounds like an amazing way to manage that so thank you for your question steven we're going to get a t-shirt headed to ohio t-bone has uh, got a stack of them he is ready to send them and next segment we're going to be talking with world champion pit master aaron stoffer from man meat barbecue check out everything that they've got to offer over at his website which is the real man meat bbq.com coming up it's aaron stoffer right here on barbecue radio network You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy G, along with T-Bone, our executive producer, and my co-host and barbecue expert, Todd Johns. We have a returning guest this week, and as I said last segment, he is the world champion pitmaster of Man Meat Barbecue with an amazing line of products under his brand, The Real Man Meat Barbecue, award-winning sauces, rubs, and currently my favorite poultry brine. You can check out all of his great products at therealmanmeatbbq.com, where he also has tons of recipes to share and swag as well. Of course, you can follow him on the gram at at therealmanmeatbbq or on Facebook with the handle Man Meat Barbecue. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good to have you. Well, you've had a run the last few You've weeks. been blazing up the trail. It, it's been something. <laughs> so uh, we yeah. were, we ran into you a couple of weeks ago, and we were just out uh, visiting comps out at the World Invitational, and you kind of had a bang up weekend. Yeah, it was one that I don't know that I'll ever forget. So yeah, it was a heck of a weekend. Is it fun getting introduced as a world champion pitmaster now? Like now I, that's just part of the title, right? I, I haven't gotten used to it. In fact, I still. Like the hairs on my arm are still standing up. It's just, <laughs> just the craziest thing. 
Yeah. So in the yeah. in the last two weeks, you kind of you had you had your reserve, and then you won the Invitational, and then last weekend, where were you at? You hit a couple last weekend too. You've been just blazing. Yeah. So we hit Baldwin City uh, Reserve there. Uh, and actually, the week before the Invitational, the World Invitational, we reserved down in Oklahoma, um, down in Tahlequah. So it's, I think we've got, uh, what's that, three reserves and a win in, in five and, weeks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, just hammering it. And, you know, and, and Todd knows this too, like once you start getting on that roll where you're getting those wins and those reserves – you just got to keep cooking because you're in the zone. And yeah, you're in the zone. It just kind of overtakes everything you think about, right? It's like oh, sure, it's completely automatic. It, and and it's it's the one thing that I know when that kind of changed our our career in barbecue. We used to cook just a few every year or whatever, and then when we um, we got hot in 2019, for you know, kind of came on strong then, and we just knew we were told, hey, you got to just keep going until it runs out. Um, well, even when it ran out, we, we just kept going, <laughs> so, uh, you know, but, uh, eventually we found it again and, and luckily we were able to, um, have lightning strike in a bottle. Well, that's the cool thing so. about barbecue is whether it's the competition trail or the backyard, like once you get the bug, once it gets into your veins, like it's just, you just want to keep doing it. It's a great hobby profession, like whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. I always yeah. say the more you cook, the more you'll cook. For sure. That's yeah. like a, that's like a every class we talk about that. So that's huge. And speaking of lightning striking a bottle, like your your products are great, but you've got some new stuff coming down the pipe. What do you got going on? Sure. So so we have um, we wanted to make a little tweak to chicken this year, and and so I I just I saw saw a rub out there that I I, I wasn't able to get on a regular basis, so I decided to go to my basement and create it. Um, it's, a our new rub that will be coming out. I'm, I'm working on labels, trying to get it out. Uh, it's called Southern style and it's a, it's a honey pecan rub. And, and ever since we started using that, uh, we've, we've got four one eighties and chicken since July one. Um, and, and it's just, it's just been, just been killer we've been using it on our ribs and pork and, and that one, that one will be our next one coming out. But we've also uh, been playing. Uh, you mentioned the poultry primer at, at the beginning, and and there is it's actually more than just a, a chicken brine or injection. We've been using that to inject in our ribs, our pork, and our brisket. Um, and we made made a slight tweak uh, for pork and and beef by adding one. You know, we added a little bit of pork flavor and we added a little beef flavor. For, for those uh, respective meats, but um, we use that at the World Invitational, and and I mean, shoot, we ended up with the perfect perfect in brisket uh, that weekend. So it's Andy, it's we're getting working. we're getting behind the scenes secrets here. Yeah, did yeah, you just yeah. hear all that? Do you take all that down? I was making I notes. I'm, I'm writing notes right now because <laughs> I would have never thought to use it in brisket. Yeah, we're getting oh, yeah. we're getting all the secrets here. These it's, are real man meat secrets. It's, it's you know, poultry primer. It, there isn't any chicken flavor in it. It's just it's it's you know, want to know the secret is that it, it started out me dumping a bottle of home style in a bowl and throwing sugar in it. Um, 
and that's how that was born it's not it's that's not what that recipe fine the final recipe is but that's how it started and it's and savory and herby and that's i mean I, I wasn't blowing smoke when i said it's my favorite go-to for poultry right now because it's not sticky sweet it's not uh fake chicken it's not any of that it, it's it's really that nice herbaceous and savory and it, it just puts great flavor yeah, that's on the way it. chicken should be it should be herby yeah well and and so we we wanted to make sure no msg no phosphates uh if you want to put that stuff in it you can do it you don't need the msg in it because i've got umami all over the place in that thing um but I, I wanted I wanted it to be developed more, not for the competition guy or you know whatever. We use it; uh, it works well in competition. But I wanted to to really devote that to the backyard guy because most people who cook at home don't like. Oh, I don't want these injections because it's just full of phosphates. I don't want to share that with my friends and family. Just want to give them something that tastes good. Yeah, because we've talked uh, about it a hundred times. That phosphate just one one or two bites and you just feel full and. Yeah. It's really that stuff is designed for a one bite type of experience, right. and right. Uh, yeah, if if you want to add that stuff yourself, and and I do that with my with my marinades too. By the way, like my pork marinade has no phosphate in it and no MSG because if you want to add that, there's plenty of ways to add that. You can buy the bag of phosphate right off the shelf and put whatever you want in it. But I yeah. really that is it. That is an ideal way to do it and really putting it for the backyard. And I love that you're you're doing what we all should be doing. That's taking product and using it in different ways and not just being a one hit, like one hit wonder. And this is what it's for. So it says chicken on it. So that's what I'm going to use it for. And you know, you're, you're experimenting and putting it in other things and finding that it works there too. And that's what, you know, again, whether you're in the backyard or you're in the competition world, uh, it's just kind of venturing out and doing some different things. But now I got to go buy a brisket so that I can pump a brisket with the stuff because I, I would have never thought of that, but it makes perfect sense. The flavor profiles there are great. They lift up beef. So and I love savory yeah. pork too. So in a pork, well, but it'd be great. You just grab some peach juice and throw do uh, diluted peach juice with some water and some poultry primer and uh, just inject inject anything pork um, and it'll it's pretty fantastic. Peach you can juice. Throw a little, if, More secrets. If you really want, yeah. <laughs> you can put a little uh, real maple syrup in there too. Uh, really compliment some pork. Oh yeah, um, and, awesome. I mean. Yeah. And you said savory, Todd. I mean, the the secret's gone. Yeah, I mean, we used to have that Excalibur in the right. in the trailer, right? right? right Which is one hundred percent just savory bomb. Yeah. But we are, of course, talking with Aaron Stoffer. Check out his website, therealmanmeatbbq.com, where you can get all of his award winning products as well as some great recipes in which to use them. Follow all of his exploits on the book of faces over at Man Meat BBQ. Talking more with Aaron Stoffer next, right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with my co-host, Pitmaster Todd Johns, our executive producer, T-Bone, and I'm Andy G, and we are back talking with world champion Pitmaster from Man Meat Barbecue, 
an owner of the Real Man Meat Barbecue suite of products, which, by the way, you can pick up at his website, www.therealmanmeatbbq.com. So not only is he a world champ, but he shares all that knowledge with you on the website. Welcome back, Aaron. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, and if you're if if you've not been listening, you need to turn the dial up. You need to turn the radio up because Aaron's giving out tons of secrets. This last segment was like, no, 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 no. This is perfect. <laughs> and you know, so last time last time we had John, we were diving into chicken because, as you mentioned, lots of chicken one eighties. You're kind of the chicken guy. But today we wanted to dive into ribs and talk about how to get the perfect doneness on ribs. Yeah, no, it's ribs are my favorite category. I think to cook, um, we we've done quite well. We that was our first uh, team of the year chase was in ribs. We ended up fourth in the world in in 2019, and and last year we were fifth in the world. So so uh, yeah, we we've cooked our share of ribs, uh, and it was it's just kind of interesting, you know. Obviously, tenderness starts before you even start cooking a piece of meat. Um, Right. So, so if you don't start with, with a good piece of meat, it's just, it, it's not impossible. It's just more challenging to um, get the tenderness that you're really looking for that, that perfect bite. And, and I don't know about you, but I always try and look first at that packaging to see, has the rib already been enhanced? Like, you know, those Smithfield mm-hmm. extra tender uh, ribs, they've already been injected and, and saline pumped. So, I'm always letting what what ribs I find that plays into what I'm going to do with them, whether they've been enhanced or whether they're not. Sure, for sure. Yeah, if they're already enhanced, you don't you want to be real careful. And and there was always a trick, you know. It's um, especially if they come frozen, right? If you have a frozen pre enhanced rib, um, you don't want that to be thawed too long in your fridge because once you thaw, that meat is taking all that solution and basically turning it to, you know, like real yeah, hammy. It. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you, you have to be real careful with that. Uh, I, I like a natural rib. Uh, that's what I, what I go with. And I always inject, I always inject, um, just because even if I'm not looking for the, the moisture, I mean, I do want the moisture in there, but I want flavor inside the meat. I don't want, I don't want to take the bite and have all my flavor just on the outside. So, uh, any chance I get, I'm going to inject it. Uh, I don't need to inject the phosphates, just, just, a you know, a, a, a salty salinity type of, of solution with, with some flavor to it. But, um, yeah, no, you know, cooking ribs, uh, obviously, uh, everybody asks, Oh, what, how, how long, what's, how long do you cook them? Uh, what temp, uh, the time and temp yep. debate. Um, and, and I, I don't, I, I used to try to go with that. I used to do the three, two, one method, all of that. Um, and, and when, when you start cooking a lot and enough, you realize that it's not a time and temp game. Uh, it's, it's, you cook it until, uh, you get the color you want, you wrap it up until you get the tenderness that you want. Um, Bingo. and it's, it's not, it's not a matter of, Hey, I've got to, I've got to stick to this timeline. It's, it's not the weather conditions. Everything is, is different. I had slabber ribs just, um, uh, it took me about two hours before I wrapped, um, just a couple of weeks ago. And then you know, a week later I was wrapping it an hour and a half just because of the, the color was there. Everything, everything that I was looking for, the ribs looked like they were 
you know, you hear the term popping or sizzling or whatever, a little bubbles popping them out, out of the meat. The meat is telling you that it's ready to be wrapped up. So you, you can preserve all of that flavor and juice that's still in the meat. Um, you know, Aaron, do you have any, do you have any tricks or things to keep, uh, prevent the bones from popping out on the backside when you wrap them? Cause sometimes you get a really loose wrap and the steam will build up and like, what are some of the things that somebody can do to prevent that? So, you know, I, I cook hot and fast and, and it's inevitable. I'm going to pop a few bones, uh, and usually on the big end, I'll pop a couple, but there, you know, you have the membrane on the back. And, you know, if you pull the membrane, you, you expose all that. And then you also take away the binder. Well, if you leave just a, a strip down the, the, um, um, the cartilage end, the cartilage yeah. side, right? Uh, if you just leave a strip of that membrane on, it, it's not going to prevent it completely, but it's going to help keep those bones from popping completely out. And you've exposed enough of that meat to get the flavor and the smoke um, and, and what you need uh, there. And then, you know, if you still see some of that skin when it's done, you can, it's real easy to pull right off. Um, so I use that as a way to help prevent, prevent that. But, you know, the, the other thing is just making sure you don't cook it too long, right? It's the, the perfect doneness. You know, I, I have a, a thermo pen. It's a really expensive toothpick. I, I use it just <laughs> for feel. I, um, I, I know in 2019 we cooked ribs. They were finishing at 214 to 216. Wow. Um, and, and we were hitting all year long. Now this year, I, I think the, the thermometer will read anywhere from 207 to 210, um, on, on what we're running, but you know, we're cooking 300 on a gateway drum. So, you know, that's 350 on a rack, but what more than just what the temperature is, the, the doneness that I'm looking for, I want it. I don't want any resistance with that thermopen. I want it to be like hot knife and butter. Yep. But more, more importantly, uh, I, I can, I can know a perfect slab of ribs without putting the thermopen in it, without knowing what the temp is and what the feel is by picking it up. Um, so, so there's two tells. Uh, one is I don't want to open my wrap up too soon, right? If you open up your wrap, you let all of that, yeah, just that momentum, it. right? You have all this momentum in that cook. Um, I have two small kids. And so this is kind of a funny, funny tale, right? This is, I pick up my, my foil pack right in the middle. And if it feels like a, a full diaper, you know, a droopy <laughs> diaper, it, it, I know that I'm, I'm either right on or it's really close and I'm going to check it. If, if I pick it up and it's just stiff, I know I'm not even going to open that up because I don't, I don't want to lose that momentum. Um, but then when I do open it up, I'll put my hand underneath the ribs, not under the foil, right under the ribs. Better have a hot glove on uh, cotton glove with nitrile over the top works perfectly. Um, you just put your hand right underneath the middle of those ribs. You lift them up gently. If they droop uh, and they want to almost break, if you can see the top of those ribs and they want to almost break, they're done. Yeah. If they start to break, you're over. And, and if they're, if they're just kind of bowing a little bit or they bounce, if you can get them to bounce, they're not there. Yeah, exactly. And that, that we, once that collagen and connective tissue is broken down, you'll get them to just, the ends will just kind of stay on the board as you lift the center and they'll just, 
bend nicely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, and that's exactly, in, even in the restaurant, how we would do ribs. We would not temp them. It was always by look and feel and lift them up. And if they feel like they're about ready to break, then they're done. And if they're breaking as you pick them up, so same thing you're saying, Aaron. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that, how we that would train our key. pit masters. Now, well, you, and, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, the, in, in a lot of people are like, oh, the best temp for cooking at home, I want them to fall right off the bone. Well, that that doneness right there, that gets you that fall off the bone without it completely just falling off. Well, you still get texture, you get good mouthfeel, you get really good bite, and the flavor is better if they're not over. Yeah, they um, lose you know? they lose some of that flavor if they become mushy. If the, if the pork yep. gets overcooked, they lose that flavor. For sure. Well, Thank you so much, Aaron. And don't forget to head on over to Instagram and follow at the real man meat BBQ to see what cool things Aaron's up to. Check out his website, the real man meat BBQ.com. Pick up some of those world championship winning barbecue seasonings and sauces. Definitely grab some of the poultry primer. I've got some new stuff to do with it now too. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Todd about all things corn. We've got some ideas that we want to do there. I'm probably going to shamelessly plug to get a corn roaster. And uh, we will do that next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Todd and Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network. This segment is brought to you by Holstein Manufacturing. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. They have NSF certified cookers and grills and, of course, corn roasters, which I'll plug for again here in a little bit because we're going to talk corn with Todd. But don't forget, they've also got great mobile event and catering rigs. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. Man, I love having Aaron on. He's he's such a open book, yeah, uh, yeah, and sharing the info, yeah. You, that was great. Like so many, so many little tips and so many little secrets that he was just willing to give up. That was that was awesome. I sure am glad T Bone sends this thing to podcast after it comes off the air because now I can go back and double check <laughs> right. all my notes because I was taking notes on some of those tips because it's really good information. The so little the little. To- strip of uh, membrane that he leaves on to keep the bones from blowing out. That's brilliant. Like really, really good stuff. And you know, and he said he was cooking at 300 to 350 degrees at the rack. So it is a hotter cook than what yeah. I would normally do. So those are the kinds of things that you learn and pick up as as you do that hotter cook. And he's and cooking over a drum. So like we we talk about a lot, you got to know what you're cooking on. And so one person's process it works for them, but they're also, you know, cooking on maybe a different, different uh, pit or or grill than you're working on. So, but but that type of cook you can pull off even on a Weber or potentially even a gas yeah. grill. Uh, 
to maintain those temperatures and kind of that profile. So that'd be really cool to kind of check that out. But it's time now for our All Things Barbecue Product Spotlight. And their website is atbbq.com. All Things Barbecue has all the tools and accessories you need to take your barbecue to the next level. So get fired up and get the supplies to do it all at All Things Barbecue over at atbbq.com. So, Todd, what do you got this week? All right. So this one's a little specific. So if you're a Yoder Smoker pellet grill owner, this is one you need to check out. Yes, and so am I. So uh, we both have uh, Yoder Smoker 640 pellet smokers. And so they have a three-tier rack. There you pull out the top rack. You can put in this three-tier rack. And so a 640 means you have 640 square inches of cooking surface. This three-tier rack, which sells for $299, will almost double your 640. So it'll take it to the three shelves, total 1,125 square inches on that thing. So as we're getting ready to talk corn, I was thinking three-tier rack, you could shove a lot of corn in there and and use your 640. So uh, Yoder Smokers three-tier wire smoking rack, $299. They also make one for the 480. Oh, okay. So you, they they make the little bit narrower yep. one, too. A little smaller one for the 480 and the larger one for the... I've actually used that and put uh, frog mats on it and done jerky in there. It's yep. gr- it, it really gives you some capacity to... To do jerky and if you can and turn things, things like really, really low, you could put some cheeses on there, and so really, really versatile. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, nice accessory. You can check that out at atbbq.com. Again, it's what was the actual name of the rack? Todd? It's a three tier wire rack. Three tier wire rack. Perfect. So yeah, check that out at atbbq.com. And now let's get on to the. I guess the vegetable of the thing. I was going to say the meat of the thing, but right, there's, there's a lot of veggies and ribs going on this show today. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you know, we talk about the corn roaster. I really, you know, I never thought about this, but I want to next time we have uh, Holstein Manufacturing on, talk to them about their corn process on that roaster. Are they shucking the ears? Are they leaving the shuck the husks on the ear? Like. Uh, what, yeah, what's what do you the got to do to prep? Yeah, do you have to. Are you should you soak the corn so you get some steam out of it as it's going through that roasting process? Yeah, these are all questions. These are all questions. So I think you know everybody knows that you can roast corn on a grill, and but I I just think you know like when I first started is like well, what do I do? Do I like I'm going to put it in boiling water? I shuck the whole thing and throw it on the rack, or do I soak the ear? Do I pull the husk back and take the silk out and then try to get the husk back and maybe tie it like there's all different ways that you can prep it and um, I, okay so first I'm going to say and this is sacrilegious on this show but I do prefer to boiled corn but I do like grilled corn I've done that but to me I like a boiled corn really yeah I know sacrilegious yeah. I'm sorry yeah to our so, listeners at home we are uh, opening up an opportunity <laughs> for co-hosts <laughs> someone kill his mic <laughs> All right, so, but um, to do a grilled corn, uh, there's, you know, different ways you can do it. I prefer not to soak it, leave it complete, maybe take a few of the extra uh, husks off if there's some leaves coming sure. off, things like that, because they're just going to catch fire and burn up. So I'll take a lot of the outside husk off, but leave a couple of layers, leave all the silk on, don't soak it. 
and usually you want to turn it maybe three to four times so you're cooking it evenly over the grate but usually about 15 to 20 minutes and by doing that you're gonna steam it a little bit just from the natural moisture from yeah, the corn absolutely you could soak it, uh, but I like to get the husk really kind of charred up, and then as you pull it back, it makes it a little more rustic looking and, and leave the husk on it. Yeah, use uh, the husk as a handle. As a right? handle, yeah, exactly. Um, the other way would be to pull it all the way back, or even partway through the cook, pull it back and roast the kernels on the ear just over the live fire you're going to get more char on the kernels they're going to dimple a lot more they're not going to be as plump so you're going to lose some of the moisture but it'll be a different a different experience and depending on on the corn that you're starting with like we're lucky around here uh we're in in the belt where you can get that really nice peaches and cream sweet corn that's just got amazing flavor to it and, and, a, and a really high level of sugar and sweetness in it and so when you roast it in that fashion where you're peeling everything back and cooking it um, you get some nice color on those kernels and you get some nice flavor development from those sugars caramelizing now when i cook it that way i like to go kind of full mexican street corn and do a lote and you know hit it with like a garlic oil and lime juice and and let that drip all through it as I'm turning it and really double down on some of that caramelization and then just, you know, take a lot of parm or manchego. If you can get manchego and just grate that over it and let that stick to all of the kernels and, and roast up and get color on it too. Uh, and I, so when I roast it completely out of the husks, that's what I'm a fan yep. of doing. Yeah. Same. Um, when I'm when I'm going to then eat, you know, butter. I might do a compound butter, but uh, I'm looking for a rub that's salty, got a little bit of sugar and a lot of garlic. I might even throw extra garlic, like granulated garlic, into the rub. I just love a lot of double garlic rub on on corn. Now you said compound butter. Right. So go into that a little bit. So, uh, you know, you can do all kinds of different like savory and a little uh, heat. Um, if you're kind of lean more toward the Mexican street corn, maybe a little citrus, um, a little tagine. Oh, yeah. Um, but just take two tick, two sticks of butter, which is a half pound of butter and a half teaspoon of either chipotle or cayenne pepper for a little bit of heat. A teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce or wash your sister sauce or whatever. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, unfortunately. T-Bone's over there cringing because there's air blowing across his mic. He's like, don't do that. (laughs) I think I'm one of the few people on this earth that can actually pronounce it. Worcestershire? Yeah. 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 So, you and me. All right. And then... um, Two cloves of garlic, or if you're like our buddy Sean, yeah, 12 cloves of the garlic, uh, and then a tablespoon of your favorite rub. I like to use my yard bird, and I might throw uh, a little extra garlic in the rub for later, but... um, yeah, just mix all that up ahead of time. Like, get the butter so it's a little bit soft. You don't want to melt it, but just soft enough so that you can mix all that in, throw it back in the fridge, and then use that as you're buttering and eating your corn. Yeah, so if you mix all of that together, you can leave it in a bowl or you can pull it out and put it in some film uh, and roll it 
in a, in a tube, basically lay it in the center of the film, fold the film over it, and take the ends and roll it almost like you're making a, a sausage roll or a hot dog type roll on it. And then once you put it back in the fridge and it firms up, you can slice it into little slices and drop those right on the air corn. And it's a flavor bomb when it hits your corn. So this is, you know, what I just gave is for a, for a half pound of butter, but you know, it depends on how many people are eating corn. You might need like three pounds of butter. Like I'll eat a half pound of butter with just like four or five years of corn. And it scales pretty easy. So you can definitely do that. For sure. We want to thank Aaron Stoffer for being on the show again and check him out at therealmanmeatbbq.com or follow his Instagram at therealmanmeatbbq. Don't forget to head on over to All Things Barbecue and pick up some Plowboys Fin and Feather Rub. Thank you all for listening. Next week, we're excited to bring you Jess Pryles with more barbecue tips and tricks. For T-Bone Todd and myself, thanks for tuning in and we'll keep the pits lit here until next time here on Barbecue Radio Network. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing Break. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build a grill.